0: blog talk radio they said you wouldn't make it so far uh, uh. and ever since they said it it's been hard but never mind the night you had to cry cause you had never let it go inside you were.
1: You are listening to Get Into It with Tina Conroy, and I'm your host on Blog Talk Radio. The phone lines will be open today, and that number is 516-387-1936, as well as the chat room. And to chat along with us, please go to blogtalkradio.com and find my show, Get Into It with Tina Conroy, and there you can chat and leave messages for me and my very special guests. Well, hello, 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 everyone. It has been quite a while since I've been on the air, and it's always so grateful to be back. So thank you for all the listeners and so many people out there listening live and on the recording. Today is a very special day and so many things going on. Yes, it's 11-11. It is Veterans Day, and it is a new moon. We have many things happening today. So first, I want to thank all the service men and women that serve our most beautiful country and thank you thank you for your gifts of allowing and supporting us let's talk a little bit about 1111 so i don't know about you but 1111 for me since i've been quite young is i get a whole minute to wish as many wishes as i can when i see 1111 and i think that happened a lot with digital clocks and i was always really taken back by the the four ones or the one, one, one. And I didn't really know what it meant, but I knew it was special and magic. And I remember my sisters and my friends who would say, it's 1111 or it's one, one, one. Let's make a wish. And that kind of stayed with me throughout my life. And interestingly enough, it has a very specific meaning. The 11, the number one, is a master number. And that number is very important. It is about creating a portal uh, opening to assist us in our spiritual growth. So when you see 1111 or 111, be it at AM or PM, it is a time to reflect, to connect you to your spiritual growth. Now right here on the planet, we are encouraged as light workers that when we see that number and we're in this vibration of this number all day today since it is the date, that we move into that, we step away from the fear and we move into awareness, alignment of our highest purpose. We are here at this time. We have incarnated on this earth at this time for many, many great things. And so allow yourself to feel that vibration, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever your purpose is. And there is so many purposes in our lifetime. It is also a new moon. And is a new moon in Scorpio. And this new moon suggests to let go of fear. Yes, fear. So we can align again with our highest soul purpose. So many things happening today. I hope that you have an opportunity, and I invite you to have the opportunity to tune into yourself, to tune into your spirit, tune into your soul, and connect with your highest, most amazing spiritual gifts. With this show, my intention is always to connect us to our intuition. My deepest passion is that everybody knows that they have intuition, that it is just like the heart beating, and it is very, very important. It can guide us and support us through any and many actions in our life. For all people, all walks of life, when we connect to our intuition, our life is full of richness, beauty, and magic miracles as well so as we move through the show and I bring in my very special guest I ask for everyone to tune in to their intuition as we speak throughout the show and now I would love to do that with all of us so to center go ahead and close your eyes if you can keep your feet firmly on the ground and feel this most beautiful earth energy drawing up through your feet, the soles of your feet go ahead and do that Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in and exhale away. As I call upon the angels, the archangels, spirit guides, the energy that aligns us with truth, with divinity, we know that all is right at this moment. We ask for support, for courage, for connection, for unity. And we say, and so it is. Amen. So again, this is also the month of gratitude. I didn't say that. So much gratitude to everybody in the month of November. Perhaps even challenge yourself this month. Think every day of something that you're grateful for. It is so easy to get caught up in our busy life. And when life happens, move into that place of gratitude. I'm going to choose a card for our show. I am choosing the cards from the fairies, the most beautiful light fairies. Interesting card, but again, nothing is ever interesting, always serendipity. It is letting go. (laughs) Perfect, perfect card, letting go. So the fairies and the angels and spirit guides suggest for us to let go, all in alignment for today. My very special guest is Camille Sacco. Throughout her career, Camille has always believed in bringing peace, love, and spirituality to the workplace and in the universal truth that we are all one. She's on a mission to bring that mindset to everyone she meets, both personally and professionally. Camille's philosophy of continuously pushing aside fear and instead leading through love while infusing spirituality into all her meetings and daily coaching sessions has won her several awards in profitability, contributed to uplifting customers, employee and coworker experiences throughout her career as a banker and branch manager. Camille can't help but bring what she calls her "hippy-dippy nature to work with her each day. Many of her coworkers and peers have been treated to angel card readings, learned to see their own aura and have started their days with the intention to put it out in the universe. Although Camille will forever be a flower child from New York at heart, she now resides in Orlando, Florida, where she is close to her two greatest achievements, her daughters, Ariana and Carissa. You can find Camille's new book, Hippie Banker, through Six Degrees Publishing, and her website is hippiebanker.com. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Camille right on the air. Hi Camille.
2: Hello Tina. Thank you so much for having me on your beautiful show. Thank you. you oh,
1: you welcome. It's my pleasure. It is a perfect day for alignment when we pick the state. I don't think we I think we kind of threw it out there and universe just connected to it so it's all in perfect alignment. So thank you.
2: Thank you. I'm I'm thrilled that you chose
1: 1111. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fantastic. So I guess we'll just start off with the listeners, just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe go back a bit, you know, how did how did you become the so-called hippie banker, and I love that, so we'll talk about that as well. So, you know, just bring us back to whatever time you want to start with, just a little bit about yourself to share with the listeners.
2: Sure. Well, hippie banker. So, when I thought about myself, who who am I, right? Right. Um, I'm I'm both actually. I'm a hippie and a banker. I was born in the 60s. I believe love is all you need. Um, I've been on a spiritual quest my whole life, pretty much, uh, reading all kinds of books uh, from Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, Neil Donald Walsh, Gabby Bernstein, um, and as most hippies have done, they've attended several rallies in their life. Um, I've also been a costume designer and a tribe member for the musical Hair in a local production. And uh, this year, I've been studying A Course in Miracles. So I consider myself a hippie. (laughs) I'm also a banker, which means that I'm still in corporate America. Uh, I'm a branch manager for a large financial institution. I've opened about four new branches and... My whole point with this book is that you can be both. You can bring spirituality to the workplace where it's needed most, and that's that's the general concept of the book um that we can all bring that to whatever we are a banker a lawyer any 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 job that you do, you can bring spirituality there
1: and has it been easy so when you I guess going back a bit when you chose to write the book, but even before the book, I'm sure you brought spirituality into your day so and then into the workplace. So, was it something organic? Did you have it within you and within your day-to-day that you felt that this would be the next right, you know, the best spot to go? I mean, how did it how did you say, "Oh, I'm going to connect it?" I mean, obviously, it feels so different for many people. A lot of people that you know, they would say financial institution, well, there can't be meditation there or there can't be, you know, angel card reading or anything like that. So how did it begin for you to begin with yourself, with you, you connecting each day and then moving outwardly to your workplace?
0: Well,
2: when I first became a manager, I I, I had a lot of mentors and managers who actually led through fear. And that's, that's how I learned. And as I began to to lead and to coach that way, something inside me kept telling me this is not right. This is not the way you're supposed to lead. So I changed the way I led. Um, I, I brought those concepts of compassion and empathy, forgiveness to the workplace. And lo and behold, it actually, you have employees who want to be there who will do anything for you. And bottom line, you actually turn a profit. You know, it actually is good for the company as well. So I think it. it I did grow organically. It's just through. I've I've been a banker branch manager for 16 years, and and I've learned that. And I'm I'm on a mission. I mean, I'm on a mission to raise awareness that spirituality not only belongs in the workplace, but it's necessary there.
1: Right. Absolutely. Because I can see that, you know, sort of keeping people in the fear or leading them from fear, leading them to uh, be productive through fear. We know that that's, you know, so unproductive, right? It creates this uh, competition. It creates this, uh, you know, you're not connected to, then there's this, this other people and this competition. And then also, I mean, you know, as, As you talk and and you work with energy yourself, it's the energy of it. So the morale, if it's based on fear, then the morale and the the feeling, the energetic feeling, the energetic, you know, cover is all about that fear. And so nobody feels good. I I would imagine that the morality, you know, the whole morale or the whole um, vibe cannot feel so good. I mean, it's like walking into a place that someone just had an argument and it's like yucky feeling right so it's all, probably helped that way so much
2: yeah you could you could definitely feel the energy and my job is just to bring the light to work my job is to just come there and bring those positive vibes and you make sure that the 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 employees your coworkers your customers are happy you know they they need to want to be there they they need to know that you have their back that you want the best for them, and you need to show them that and be sincere. And sometimes I'm a little goofy at work. Uh, The latest thing I'm telling them is, it's going to be a really good day, and I'm, I'm screaming it at the top of my lungs, and they're laughing, and we're all saying it's going to be a really good day, but that changes the vibes in the room. It totally changes it, and you can feel it. And then what happens is they turn around, they talk to a customer, their coworker, and they're spreading that. So... I I think it's just so important to, to bring that concept and just to start the conversation that it's okay to bring spirituality to the workplace, even at a bank.
1: Right, right, even at a bank where money is energy. Right. So we talk right, about, you know, right. I mean, here we are, you know, in this culture and, you know, money, you know, a lot of people may not believe that, but money is energy. Money is an exchange. And so goods and services or whatever, financial, whatever you're talking about, when you realize that money's an energy, um, especially at a bank where there's investments and there's, you know, investments going in, you know, there could be many different kinds of money in different places, but when you when you understand that it's an energy, then and it's not just this thing, right? And how we react with that. So as much as it, you know, for me, it's like the coolest thing. And and that's what really, you know, I love the whole idea of the hippie banker, because you would think the bank, you know, I could I could see other corporations that perhaps could kind of meld in and find this melting pot of spirituality. But a bank, I mean, the bank feels like so sterile. You know the majority feel so sterile, so black and white. You know there's very little wiggle room. There's little gray. So I love this concept that not only are you bringing it to you know above and beyond many corporations, I'm sure, but starting with the bank because the bank and money is an energy. So it's it's great. Now let me ask you a question because now of course this brings up. There's got to be was there anybody in the beginning that kind of you know thought you were woohoo and a little out there and. Or doesn't adopt these principles like is there is there two camps going on where you are, or is everybody pretty yeah uh, well <laughs>
2: the, <laughs> well the my employees they they love me okay i I teach in every coaching session that we're here to share information, we're not selling anything. If you come from a place of I want to help the customer, how can I help? How can I serve? You're going to you're going to get that buy-in. You know, your your goal is really we're here to serve. We're here to find out what the customer's need, um find out about their families and and help them. And I think that my supervisors, my mentors, they they know who I am. They they know who I am. And they can see when they walk in what the, what the vibes are like, that the customers are happy. Um, you know, I have good customer experience, good employee experience. The numbers reflect that. So I don't think they can, well, they may want to challenge it, but I think they are starting to come around. Um, but it it is a little touchy subject, I could say, uh, but I think that, when I talk about spirituality, sometimes people get very nervous and they think it has something to do with religion or god and and that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just talking about the concepts of peace and love and compassion and and forgiveness and tolerance. And I I don't think anyone could really argue with that that it, it's it's needed there.
1: Right. And I love that in the book because you lay that out so so well. You write in the very beginning of the book, you talk about what spirituality is and um which is very confusing because so many people you know like what is it you know is it a religion is it a god is it is a feeling so i love that you go through that um do you have can you say that briefly i think it might be really uh, a great thing for all the listeners um I know that, I know About you wrote like spirituality? Oh, yeah, just like what spirituality is. I mean, you just kind of touched on it just now, but so
2: it's first of all, there's no widely agreed upon definition of spirituality, right?
1: Right.
2: It emphasizes ideas such as peace, love, compassion, patience, tolerance, and forgiveness. And for the purpose of this book, it's all of those ideas, and it's also. feeling of being connected to other people and to a higher being and you can call that higher being whatever you want you know some people call it god some people call it the universe but it's not religious in any way and i believe there's this all paths lead to the same thing we're all leading each other home as rumi said you know that's what we're all doing so it like i said it's not it's not a religion, it's just those
1: concepts right and now, if you don't mind me asking, going back to your childhood, were you very were you brought up spiritually were you brought up with a religion? Do you mind sharing that
2: um I don't mind no actually i i wasn't I wasn't brought up with i mean i'm I'm a new yorker catholic <laughs> italian so <You> sound like <laughs> I me. was brought up <laughs> so i I was brought up. You know, in, in the church, um, and I—it's a good foundation. But then, at some point, I think you start questioning, questioning things. And then I, I my first book was Deepak Chopra's "Ageless Body, Timeless Mind," mm-hmm. that was in the '80s, and it, it kind of got me on the course of what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing here? There's got to be something that I—I'm I, guided to do.
1: Right. So would you you would almost say like that book opens up a lot more questions and puts you on that seeker's path?
2: Oh, absolutely. And then and then right. Neil Donald Walsh and Conversations with God and Marianne Williamson and then it's just more and more and I'm sure you know you can't get enough of it once you start reading and and just that knowledge, that thirst for knowledge. And you can learn something from every single teacher. So never no, stop, never stop learning.
1: I agree, and you know when you're when you're I I can relate to that. So for me, the seeker's path was, and I'm the same thing. I'm in New York and Italian background and Catholic schoolgirl, the whole thing. Um, but what really started to shift for me was probably when I started to practice yoga and then teach yoga. And I knew, again, yoga wasn't, a, you know, it's not a religion, and I still had my religious connections, and but spirituality started to open up in a different way. I started to understand many different uh, ways all lead to one, and that put me on the whole seek, the seeking, the the truth. And, of course, writers like Marion Williamson, who's one of my favorite, and uh, Stephen Cope, who is... Uh, in at Kropalo. he's written a, a phenomenal book, and many, many, many other people, which I can continue on. So I, I can relate with you. Once you start that path, uh, you're always, you're always learning. You're always growing, and it's part of the journey. So it's, it's really a beautiful thing. It's really, really beautiful.
2: Yeah, and I, I can tell you that the one book that set me into motion almost was Gabby Bernstein's Make Cause Miracles. That book I did, it was a 40-day guidebook. Um, I did it last year, and it just set me on this whole journey. I, I totally connected with her and what she was saying.
1: Right, so that kind of inspired you to, did that inspire you to put these concepts together for a book, or was there something else?
2: No, that I, I, okay. I did the 40-day guidebook, and I started thinking, I can bring this to I can bring this to work, and I remember having this epiphany. Oh my God, that's my purpose! I've been hippie banker. All my social media says hippie banker. Everything I have, and it just dawned on me that that's what I should be doing. I, it's been right in front of me this whole time, and then it started me on writing blogs and blogs, and then I, I, uh, I thought I should write a book. I, I'll make it. You know everything that I've done all the concepts that I've been doing, I can put it into a very simple guide for people who are just starting out learning about spirituality and bringing it to people like me. You know, my my goal is to bring it to people who, you know, we all thought we were going to change the world at one time, and then somehow we're in this corporate America, and, and what happened? Well, my point is you can still do it. You can still do it right from your desk at work. You don't need to leave your job and, and become the next spiritual guru. You know, you can actually do that, and um, and that's how I started this. It all right. came together, in, in like six months, it happened very very quickly. And I was um, I was blessed to find a publisher, uh, Denise Williams from Six Degrees Publishing, who loved my book and my p- concept, and and she took me under her wing. So I'm very very thankful and grateful.
1: That's great, so i you kind of answered my question because I always ask I like to bring it back to intuition, so is that do you want to share that with us? Would that be your intuition for writing the book or that intuitive hit they say or that g p s that guided you? would it be all, you know gabby bernstein's book
2: that yes, so that mm-hmm. was the intuition that was the hit she had a, a video, and this was the this was a thing that that guided me. She had a video about a banker friend of hers. And I perked up when I heard that banker friend who was feeling unfulfilled and she gave him inspiration by saying your job is not to go to work and have the best spreadsheets. Your job is to go to work and be the light and be your authentic self so others can light up. And when I heard that, that's what clicked. That was the – I remember I remember it. I was walking up the stairs. I know exactly the moment that it happened, and I thought, that is my purpose. Oh, my gosh. It it just came to me. So – and then I've been on this journey.
1: It's always an amazing thing when it comes like that. It can feel like a flash of light or like a flash or just this moment of knowingness that this is it. Like there's no – at that particular moment when the intuition hits like that, and I know for myself that it, it comes in a way – where there is no fear, there is no, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And da, da, The first thing is, wow, yes, this is what it is. And then, you know, then the mind starts like, can I write a book? How can I write a You know, all that. But um, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, I love that you say, and I wanted to share this with the listeners, is, um, and you were just talking about, I want people to know, this is Camille's words, I want people to know it's not too late. We don't need to quit our corporate jobs, move away, and start an organic farm to be relevant. We can change the world right from our desk at work. I love that because, you know, we always think about the way out people, right? Like, oh, they're cool, they're spiritual, they have organic farming, or they're planting seeds in their backyard, or, you know, it has to be so, so strange or different from our life. Um, But when you can connect and say, no, you you don't have to be... You don't have to quit your corporate job, you don't have to move away and you know move off the grid, you know all those things, and you can really make a difference, so I love that, I really love that,
2: yeah, because you think that's so cool, that's what I want to do, and then <laughs> reality kind of sets in like I have to pay my bills, can I do this? I have kids, they have to go to college, but like you you really could do it, and that was the epiphany, so right anyway that's my that's my point with the book.
1: I love that. So let's just take people a little bit through a synopsis of the book in the sense that it's a 12-week guidebook. So tell us a little bit about just briefly, um, you know, 12 weeks and more of a guidebook, more of of that rather than just a book. So, you know, I like the fact. Tell us how, you know, how that works, how the, the guidebook works.
2: Okay. So I've written it in very simple language, and I have intentions for each week on how to become a spiritual activist at work. So what I've done is taken 12 different concepts. Each week uh, I I talk about what that looks like. I give three intentions for the week. And then after that chapter, there's journal pages for each week to take notes because I, I wanted it to be a workbook and a guidebook because I've always had books that I've had to accompany my books that I'm reading, and I thought well, that would be cool to have it all in one book, so that way you could reflect back. So I wanted to incorporate when you go to a training course at work, you have learnings and takeaways, and I wanted to combine the the work part with the spirituality. So I have the 12 different weeks, and you just you take notes. And I, I start off very simply, and then I get a little bit more into a little bit more difficult things to. To try at work and the goal is to witness what you're doing on Monday just be a gentle witness look at yourself am I uh, the week on compassion am I being compassionate what does that look like um, am I another week is listening am I actually listening to my coworkers? you know or am I just reading my emails or am I actually listening to them <coughs> excuse me and then um, as the week goes by hopefully by Friday you've had an aha moment where, oh, I didn't realize I'd do that. That's what I want to work on. And then I start the next chapter with a recap. Well, what did that look like for you? This is what it looked like for me. And I'm I'm very honest. You know, sometimes it doesn't work for me, and I need to rework that. And it goes on for 12 weeks.
1: And do you suggest that people start with the first week and end with the 12, or it doesn't matter? Can they start anywhere in the book? Like some people like to be random and just flip the book and say, oh, I'm going to start Chapter 3. Or do you, do you suggest it really being consecutively, chapter, you know, 1 to 12 for the, uh, for, I'm sorry, for the weeks, 12 weeks?
2: So I, I would suggest start at the beginning because the beginning ones are a little bit easier, and then and it, it does go on order and it builds on each other. Uh, so that's what I would suggest. Um, but, you know, whatever works for you. And and the thought is at the end, you know, you can probably say, well, that week was very easy for me. I have no problem with that. And maybe one week really stood out as I have to really learn that. I really have to practice that. And then you can even incorporate that and say, well, that's what I want to teach. You know, maybe you're really good at something and maybe it's going to spawn something where, well, I, I want to be a, a teacher of this concept. that That's my goal to To have people look and say, Wow, I can, maybe I can bring this concept, this specific, because I don't get into. It's not a very big book, a very lengthy book. It's very. I wanted it very simple, where you maybe read it on a Sunday night. It takes five minutes. Read it. Get prepared for the week. It it, it kind of coincides with what your work week would look like if if you are in corporate America, right? You either start on Monday morning. What does your work week look for the week? What are you working on? So that's that's
1: my thought, right? And I almost do get. Have you gotten a lot of feedback from the from the readers? Because I can imagine they're really doing some of this inner work. You know, they're they're finding out things about themselves, which is so wonderful. You're helping them through the process of the week, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, the aha, hopefully the aha moment or the reflection. Where um, have you had people? follow up with you or reach out to you through email and you know say wow you know i didn't not, know this and now i really do or you know things like that
2: yeah and you know it's it's funny cuz a lot of this is very simple it it's very simple things but simple doesn't mean easy mm-hmm. right Absolutely. Uh, listening, to, uh, just listening to someone—that's that, a difficult one for me because I always want to talk over someone because I can't remember anything. So, I, I when someone's talking to me, I'm thinking of what I'm going to say next, and I'm not really showing respect for that person. And and to learn to slow down and actually listen shows you care about that person. Instead of just blurting it out, that's one that I have to continually work on. So I have gotten feedback from people, that's one that they need to work on. Um, You know, another thing is once you start on your spiritual path, you want to tell everyone, right? You want to (laughs) tell everyone, this is great, join me, come on, you know, this is the best thing, but you scare people sometimes when you do that. So one of the lessons is to start with one person, you know, just start with the person who's, who's interested in maybe the book you're reading and you have to be careful not to make it where you're separate from the others or you make, you know, your friendship special. So I've gotten feedback on that as well.
1: That's very true because a lot of times what happens is we talk about not being separate in this spiritual world, but sometimes, and I think we've all known people that they're so excited and they mean it out of love. They mean it out of really the best of heart, but they want to share it with someone else and that other person may not be responsive. So then all of a sudden there's judgment and it's like, Mm. Oh, but you're missing out. Oh, you got to do this. And then when they don't do it or, you know, it could be like someone is, it could be like someone like your parent or it could be a friend. You, you, you kind of like, Oh God, you know, they're, They're not they're not getting it or, you know, that better than them, like I'm better than you think. So it can even happen in the in the spirituality level. But I hear what you're saying, because you do get excited, especially when you're reading all these new concepts or, again, they're not new concepts, but you're hearing them in a different way. And you want other people to jump on the bandwagon. And sometimes people just aren't ready. So you have to say, that's okay That's where they are. You know, spirit meets us where we need to be. And I really believe that the vibration where we are, everybody's in their own vibration. And it doesn't mean they're better or worse than you. It's just what vibration you're vibrating at. So be open, full of love, and, you know, what you are doing, spirituality. One of the practices that I I like, which is, or there's so many that you mentioned, is eye contact. And and that's a really hard thing, too. Uh, most people, I, I this came up for me when I went to India, but the whole thing about eye contact is, People really, I shouldn't say that, some people, I don't want to say most people, but they don't look you right in the eye. They're looking at you, or they're looking at something on you, or they're looking at something else, and, you know, especially now, I mean, unfortunately, right, they're looking at phones, or I won't even go into that, but this eye contact is very important because it connects us to that other person, and just to take that moment and take it in. And as you're looking in their eyes and you're making the eye contact and they're talking to you to really listen to what so it's kind of eye contact and listening. But so many people, so many people do not look directly at you. They they have that I think when you really look into someone's eyes, if you've ever done this exercise, which I'm sure you have, you know, where you're sitting across from somebody, we used to do this a lot in in trainings, and I've done it with my Reiki students and and spiritual intuitive classes, you know, you're knee to knee, and you're looking right in their eyes, and you may say something, and then you're listening, and you let them say something, and it's it's raw. I mean, it's it's really a connection, and it makes such a difference. It really does.
2: I agree, and, you know, that's difficult for me as well, and I actually started the book with that, and it seems so simple. Of course you look at people, but a lot of people don't, like you just said. And for me, I feel like people are looking into my soul or they're Mm -hmm. really getting into me, and I I sometimes have that wall up. So it's difficult to allow in and open your heart and, and look someone in the eye and show who you are so that's that's a practice and it it shows respect it shows that you know I care about you
1: yeah absolutely yeah I mean I'll share with you real quickly when I went to India and I was gone for three and a half weeks and it doesn't really you know all the places I went to but when I came home when I came back someone said to me so tell me about your trip and I was just so much to say but the one takeaway, and it hits me when I say it, I, I can almost cry, and it's like this feeling in my throat chakra, that no matter who I met, it could be the woman on the beach that was selling their wares, the children on the street, the man, the it didn't matter. They looked you directly in the eye to the point where you almost felt uncomfortable. They just looked you in the eye, they stopped everything, and they spoke to you, and even when i think about it i can see though i can see the eyes and they looked right into my soul and really were interested in what i had to say they weren't waiting to finish my sentence they weren't thinking about what i was going to say they were just present they were listening they were allowing and when i came back to the states and i was only gone three and a half almost four weeks one of the the biggest aha and there's so much from india but was that? Was that they were so present that they connected on a on a soul level, and so many people don't do that. And it it really it, to this day it's it it really truly it, I I had actually a hard time coming back. It, that's another story for another day because there was all this. <laughs> differential it was like i was like oh my god i'm never going to teach yoga again in new york um because everything was different yoga was not yoga and people were it just was so different and of course you know i did but it was it was a lesson and it was just in a beautiful uh you know the, the way it was presented to me i've never let that go and it's made such such a difference in my life
2: yeah, because so. it is soul to soul. It's soul to soul, and it's that awareness, and it's there. there's no separateness, right? So right. there's that oneness, and I think a lot of people, especially in the workplace, you know, they're all doing their own thing. Everybody's striving to get ahead, and everybody's so busy um, trying to claw their way up the ladder that they don't take the time for that, and uh, that it it is difficult for people. So that's something that you... You have to practice. Again, it's simple, but it's not that easy.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know what, Camille? We have a bunch of people on the switchboard. So, I, anyone who's listening by phone and you would like to ask a question. So, right now, I see a whole bunch of people listening on the phone. If you want to ask a question, I believe the prompt is star one or pound one, and it puts you in the queue. So... Anybody who has a question, you could do that now because right now it just looks like everyone's listening, so I'm not getting that prompt. I could pick you up, but some people just like to listen. So I'm <laughs> I'm going to also move over to my switchboard, to my chat, I should say. So you can also chat with me if you're shy to be on the air. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, okay, looks like someone has their hand raised. So I'm going to go back to the switchboard. Hold on one second. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, This is Lucy. Hi, Lucy. You are. You're on the air.
2: Hi, I'm really enjoying your show, um, and I had a question for Camille. Can you share with us maybe, like, the most adverse things that have happened to you at work uh, since you started um, being more spiritual, sort of like, a negative consequence of that, if there is any, I mean, I can imagine that you're having a lot of positive things happen and you're making a lot of changes um with yourself and in your community and with others but has there any been has there ever been a situation where you were like deeply criticized and and how would you sorry, <laughs> I'm in the car with my kids. How would you like advise people who are confronted with that like and how would you encourage them to keep trying to live a more spiritual life even? in In the event that they you know are subject to backlash, so so you saying from uh your supervisor or your boss or somebody at work who's giving you
0: yeah,
2: or, or yeah, or even you know someone that you're trying to get into a more spiritual realm or they see a change in you um, has anyone ever been like, "What's going on with you you' Like oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I told them different. I didn't change. Yeah, I told them I didn't change. I just woke up. You know, it, the goal with this book is not to change anyone. It's really you're changing yourself. This is not about trying to go out there and 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 make the whole office into this different atmosphere where you're you're running it and you have these put it out in the universe intention angel parties. It's really about changing yourself and how you look at things. Um, So that's that's the goal of it. Um, You know, one of the weeks uh, I, I talk about check your ego at the door and and to really you know let others shine and whatnot. And I could tell you that one was hard for me. That one was very difficult for me. And I you're on this spiritual path. But you're going to veer off. You're not going to be there 100% of the time. So you got to know that. So it's just what are the tools I have to bring me back there. And like I said, your goal is not, you don't need to change everybody. When they're ready, they'll see that you're, you're just happier. You're in a much happier place. And then they'll come around and they'll want to know maybe a little bit. So just start off gently. Um, you're not there to preach. You're not there to lecture. You're just there to share information.
1: And Camille, okay. I guess also uh, the listener uh, Lucy was saying. So, have you experienced anything in the workplace that was negative? I guess that that was one of her questions too. Like, when you were, has anyone been? I don't know, like uh, judged you or like, I don't well, know, like that. You backlash? know, that doesn't bother me. See that that
2: really, what? I'm in a place where it, it it doesn't bother me. I know who I am. I know what's important to me. My spirituality is everything to me. Um, and have I been in a place where to judge? I think I think you know, like I said before, they get very nervous if you say spirituality. People think religion, and that's that's not the goal. That's not what we're talking about. Um, so I I haven't really experienced that. Um, yes, no. And if you come from that place of you're just trying to you're just trying to help. You're just trying to share information you know, showing those concepts, I don't see i don't see any negativity
1: there. Okay. Okay, good. So I think it's sometimes Great. just people Thank are you. afraid to share. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks for calling in and thanks for having Thank the children you. home. I forgot about Veterans Day. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. You know, I think sometimes what happens, Camille, is um, – you know, there are people. Some people are just more comfortable than others, and they're not really sure how they're going to be perceived. So maybe that was it. I'm going to go right to the chat. Let's see. We have a whole bunch of people waiting, but I don't. They're not raising their hand. Let's see. Um, somebody asked. do You have a question? Yes. Okay. So it's star one or pounds one on your telephone if you have a question. And uh, right now, I can see the last four digits: five three one nine. Uh, Your hand is not raised, but you've been holding for about 33 minutes, and 9772. These are the last four digits. I'm not giving out the phone number, and 4061. So any of those people right now, if you have a question, please feel free to raise your hand, and we will take you off queue and um, continue talking. So it looks like everyone's still listening right now, so I want to, um, let's talk a little bit more. So when was the book published, Camille? How long ago so
2: it was published on um, September first of this year
1: very good great yeah. and you're I know you're getting a lot of great feedback and wonderful wonderful support by it uh, have you and just share with the listeners again? I think I said that beginner, but where they where they can find the book
2: so it's it's on amazon it's on barnesandnoble.com. uh it's Online, if you go to your bookseller and ask for it, I'm sure they could. They can order it. Uh, it's it's if you Google it, you'll find it.
1: <laughs> yep, and and it's available in print and then also as ebook. Yes, so okay. it's
2: a paperback and it's also ebook and Smashwords has it on ebook, I believe.
1: Okay, and so since it's a journal, though, so if it's you know people like to write this this you know they might want to have both copies i know sometimes i do that so you know feel free to do that too i'm just throwing that out there because sometimes i do have something on ebook but then i like to write so i love the idea of a journal i i think that's phenomenal that you have that ability in the book to write down your your thoughts for the week and um and uh you know continue to to kind of work with that week so and, you know, I guess it's always like a work in progress. So if that week was really tough for you, you could repeat the week, right? You could repeat that uh, lesson, right, that you were going through, going over.
2: Oh, absolutely. There's yes. A, I'm not a master of this. I have to keep going back over it and <laughs> over it. Uh um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, this is not, okay, I'm a spiritual activist. I got this after 12 weeks. It's you're constantly going back through it. And what do I have to work on? Oh, and it. it when you're when you're at work something may come up oh this is a lesson in that that's that's why this is coming up because i didn't really fully understand that so if mm-hmm. you reflect back and then maybe you have a tool to help you get back on track and it, it takes you know you keep going over it and over it it takes practice but right. um one thing one thing i just just thought of with uh, lucy's question and she asked about you know any negativity one thing i just thought you know when when you do go to work, you, you don't need to announce to everyone, "I'm a spiritual activist." You know, you <laughs> could just start. <laughs> and it makes people nervous, but you could just start maybe changing yourself or or trying these these simple steps. You don't need to announce anything. So I think that sure. would be a good point. So that way you don't get any backlash.
1: Right. Great. All right. Looks like we have someone's hand raised. So last four digits: zero nine four one. I'm gonna you out of queue. Hello, you're on the air.
3: Uh, yes, thanks so much for taking my call.
1: You are welcome. Who am I speaking with?
3: It's, uh, Jay calling from Canada.
1: Hi, Jay from Canada. How are you?
3: Pretty good, thanks so much.
1: Good, you good. Yourself? Very good, thank you. Very good. So you have a question for Camille?
3: Yeah, Camille, Um, I just wondered uh, for myself um, in a workplace I've been I'm more of an outsider than, a, you know, a team player. But um, I find that in my workplace there's a lot of people who um, are basically bullies and and sexual harassers. I just wonder what do you do with those people in the workplace because even though um, you're kind of like part of the team, for example, or quote unquote team, that not it's it's not the same. I mean, you can't. I don't know, for me, I, I just can't bring my spiritual aspects to the workplace. Um, for me, it's it's just standing up for my rights, basically, in in the confines of the um, how to say it the, the workplace ethics, if you want to call it that. Hmm. Um. Well,
2: um, I would say that you would want to be assertive without being aggressive um, or passive aggressive. You know, you just want to state, this is how I feel. If somebody is bullying you or or, or not showing compassion, um, you know, when you say this, this is how it makes me feel without pointing fingers or, or doing the same things that bullies or aggressive people would do. You know, you just state calmly, this is how I feel. This is how it makes me feel. Um, you know, when you say this, I, I don't agree with that um and just keep your keep your cool i mean that would that would be my my answer there I'm not sure where what kind of- where do you work that you have these people <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, it's a major corporation but um what's happening is really no um, supervision in that area that or or people are mature enough just to do their work and and be with it. So just uh yeah. well, then
2: your job is to go there and be the light, Jay. That's what I would say. So I would say <laughs> that you go in there and just bring those positive vibes there. And just you know, surround yourself with 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 the white light, the positive vibes. You can ask Archangel Michael you know, to surround you and go in there and make a stand that I'm I'm here to be a light worker. I'm gonna change the vibrations in the room. You know, you if you want, you can step up and, and just claim that. You not you don't need to wait for any permission for that. You can you can do it. If you truly believe in that, then you do that. You be the one to change. And more than likely there'll be other people who will look at you and say, you know what? He's right. This isn't a good work environment. But Do it gently and do it, you know, slowly, and then see if you can change the vibes.
1: Right. I like to call it – that that was a thought, too. And you know what, Jay, what I was thinking as Camille was talking is someone told me this a long time back, one of my spiritual teachers, that it's like the balloon effect. So without saying anything, but going in and having that intention to change the energy, because we know we can't change anybody else. I mean, you know, only if we had a magic wand. So we can't change anybody else, and but what we can do is go in with this light that Camille is saying, going in with the vibration, and then the balloon effect, and it, it, really, it really does work. It may take time, but interestingly, it does. The balloon effect is that you as the balloon kind of expand, and your energetic vibration, your energetic field, people will feel it, and people will sense it. And then people will perceive you very differently. So you just keep doing your work. You you keep staying true to who you are, to your spirituality, to your connection, and keep doing your work. You know, your work meaning that inner work. And so the balloon effect will happen. And you know that also being said, if it is a place of texo- you know very toxic, and there's a there's a that that may be able to be you know something you want to look at as well. But you know. Wherever we go, there's going to be toxicity, and so we can't always change everybody. So you know, it might be nice to get the book and do the exercises, you know, or work with the exercises to strengthen your resolve. You know, just uh, which is a you know a nice idea.
2: Yeah, and I I would even say Jay, if you are interested, you know, we can talk on a weekly basis and talk about well, what does that look like. I would love to do that, connect with you and, you know, coach you on that and and just talk about what does it look like, and then at the end of the week, well, how did it go? You know, did you struggle with that? Did you find a breakthrough? And just like Tina said, you're really, you're, you're changing yourself. You can't change everybody around you. You're going to work on your inner work, and when you change your inner work, your inner world, your outer world changes.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I hope that helps, and thank you so much for calling in all the way from Canada.
3: Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Have oh, a lovely you. day. Okay. Okay.
1: Be well. Bye bye. Bye bye. Be well. Be loved. Okay. All right. Really great. Really nice. We got some callers there, and um, yeah, absolute great, great, great inspiration and uh, advice, Camille. We have about six minutes left, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. I don't know where. Um, this time is gone. I always say that every week, <laughs> but it is flying by. So anything else you want to leave the listeners with that you want to share?
2: Um, I would just ask them to a question. I would just want them to ponder this. You know, what do you think that your work environment would be like if everyone actually took the time to listen to one another, to show compassion and empathy, and to bring the concepts of peace and love to work? And ask yourself, do you think that it might make for a more meaningful and productive life both at work and at home? You know, mm-hmm. just just maybe sit with that and and meditate on that. Um, and the other thing I would just leave you with is the most important things that I can say is meditation every day. You know, meditate in the morning, spend 10 to 20 minutes just meditating on what you'd want your day to look like, ask for guidance from your spirit guides, from your angels, and at the end of the day, have a gratitude journal and write down what you're grateful for. I think that's so important. You know, yes, sometimes we complain about work, but you know, I'm I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for the people I work with. I'm I'm grateful. So, it it makes for a better a better inner life and outer life.
1: I love that. Those are really wonderful words to leave everybody with. So, well, thank you so much, and thank you everybody listening. We will, This will also be on a recording, so if you are listening on a recording, thank you for listening, and we're both grateful for for listening, and I'm grateful for every week allowing my, you to come in to, for I could come into your home and to share the message. So thank you so much again, Camille. You've been so inspirational to so many, and I know so many people will take this and and hopefully really make the change and the difference in their workplace and make the difference that that can be done. So thank you for all your work and your passion.
2: Thank you. And I just, you know, I just want to I just want people to recognize that, you know, we're connected by one spirit and we're all in this together. So we can make work at life a very uplifting experience if if we all
1: contribute. Great. Thank you so much. And Thank so great you. to have you. You're welcome. You have a fantastic day. And um good luck with your book. I know it's gonna be phenomenal, it already is, and so many things ahead.
2: Thank you. Happy eleven eleven. Yes, happy eleven eleven. I will talk 11. soon. All <laughs> right.
1: Many blessings. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Another fantastic episode of Get Into It with Tina Conroy. And we are in the month of gratitude. We are in November. So I have special Skype reading rates. So if you are interested in Skyping with me and reading with me uh, anywhere around the the country and the world, my, um, my email is tinaconroy111. There's the ones. Tina Conroy, 111 at gmail.com. And I have special rates all for the month of November for guidance to help you and support you throughout this end of the year as we move into the new year of 2016. So feel free to email me. And if you are interested in any of the readings, I'm having very special reading rates for the month of November. I would love to Skype with you. And if you don't Skype, not a problem. We can also do a phone reading. So again, that is TinaConroy111 at gmail.com. I will be on the air next week at this time, 2 p.m., and I will be doing readings. So tune in as I will connect with the angels and the archangels for and your loved ones for messages. Until we meet again, May you be blessed, supported, and connected. Always bring in your intuition to guide you. Namaste.
0: They said you wouldn't make it so far. And ever since they said it, it's been hard. But never mind the night you had to cry. Because you had never let it go work too hard, you know exactly what you want and need, so believe, and you can never give up, you can reach a goal, you to your goal and